Welcome to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor. Awarded to advisors who have, for 10 years, been on one or more of Barron's top 100 financial advisor lists. 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and into the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with John Cutton. Last episode, we talked about combining finances with your spouse and all of the different iterations that you need to really consider when it comes to combining your finances. But today, we're going to dive in a little bit more deeply and talk about the conversations, how to talk to your new partner, your new spouse, your new significant other about finances. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Good to be back. All right, man everybody's got issues surrounding money, man, whether they're money secrets, their money hangups, their money issues. How do you even begin this conversation? Ooh, Matt, you, you're, so I am, uh, I am marriage counselor today. Is that, uh, is that the role that you well, have? We'll, we'll do the disclosure that no, you're not providing yes. marriage counseling today, but I mean, this is important. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I feel like one, and I've probably used this quote before from a mentor of mine, right? That a great financial advisor has the heart of a social worker and the mind of a capitalist. And man, sometimes you need to be a little bit of a marriage counselor and social worker and, and all of that wrapped up into one. What, what I would share is as you think about what you're calling, you know, money secrets, right? You'd be shocked at what we find out as financial advisors as we ultimately meet with clients. And, you know, what's interesting is, you know, you think about money, right, is the leading reason, right? I'd say money and infidelity are the probably the two leading reasons of divorce, right, and marital issues. Money creates stress and ultimately people have a different upbringing and relationship with money. So when you combine and become married, you are combining Matt Halloran, right's perspective and how he grew up in his family about money with Mrs. Halloran and how she grew up and what her relationship was as it related to money. And Matt might've grown up in a family that it was all about saving and they went to three different supermarkets to find the milk that was ultimately on sale and they clipped coupons and uh, maybe had some tough financial uh, hardships throughout their life and matt may have married someone who grew up with a very affluent lifestyle and debt was okay and they built credit card debt and they spent 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 and the the motto was enjoy life you only live once right And ultimately, when you get married, you combine those two money psychologies into one family and one household. And what you find a lot is one of the two spouses has secrets and chooses to not necessarily believe the the same things about money. Or I shouldn't say chooses, doesn't have the same beliefs, 
So therefore, instead of confronting it, having dialogue, having conversation, planning out a compromise and happy medium, what happens is secrets start to occur. And that's when there are secret credit cards and secret bank accounts and secret, you know, uh, orders that show up at the house that are unpacked before Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Halloran happen to get home for the day. So you see all of that and I can share, it is one of those things that isn't talked about, isn't addressed, but really when you think about how stressful going against somebody else that you're married to's feeling about money is, it is a marriage breaker. It is yeah. something that creates a lot of stress in marriages. So in a way, it's kind of funny to talk about, but I've actually seen firsthand couples that have had their relationships fall apart that are no longer married because they just had very, very different views as it, as it relates to money. Is there like a, a cheat sheet, a worksheet? I mean, uh, you guys have done this so many times. I mean, are there tools that you have within Cut and Wealth Management that help open this door to see if people are willing to walk through it with you? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think, Matt, it, it comes to sometimes we're able to play the role. And this is why many times financial advisors feel like and are said they're marriage counselors, right? To create that buffer and to almost... I don't want to say referee, but to be that kind of, you know, that third impartial third party and to try to mediate and figure out a system that works for the family. So one of the things we we actually coined years and years and years ago, uh, and our advisors talk about this with clients, is creating the cookie jar. And the, the cookie jar is coming to a compromise to say, okay, Mr. Halloran loves the shop. He loves Gucci and expensive things, and he loves to go get massages and manicures and pedicures and et cetera. And Mrs. Halloran thinks that that's a gigantic waste of money and that Mr. Halloran shouldn't do that, right? Well, no, you're probably never going to fully agree with the other side. But what you can agree on is to compromise and to say, okay, Mr. Halloran, how much does all that stuff cost? Well, it's costing, we went through the credit cards and we looked at all the receipts and it's costing $500 per month, okay? Now, if we as the financial advisor can help the Hallorans look at their budget and determine that spending somewhere between zero and $500 a month will not have an adverse effect on their retirement, their kids' college, their vacation funds, so on, et cetera, um, a lot of times we'll come to a compromise and we will come to the conclusion that we agree, it's not 500 a month for Mr. Halloran, but $300 a month for Mr. Halloran to do whatever he wants with is okay with Mrs. Halloran and she can live with it, okay, or, or vice versa. And we will literally create a separate cookie jar account, a bank account or account within their brokerage account mm -hmm. uh, or something along those lines where we'll take $300 per month and we will put it into the cookie jar. And Mr. Halloran can now, with um, no regret, no remorse, and full transparency, go spend his $300 a month on all the things that he likes to actually do. But there needs to actually be transparency where Mrs. Halloran can actually see exactly what's ultimately going on. And that that's actually, Matt, worked really well 
for some clients and in full you know transparency is my word of the day i guess today but in full transparency we've also had clients who said there's no way we're doing that yeah. i'm going to spend what i want and i'm not interested so it doesn't always work but yeah. that's a little way we've seen success at the end of the last show one of the things that you said was you know you don't know what you don't know Let, let's talk about money feelings i mean do you do you uh do you have any like buckets that you put people into? I mean, so that like the people who are listening and say, Ooh, I'm like that. When you say buckets, meaning little different buckets of money, is that what you mean? More like different types of people and how they feel about money. How's that? Does that make oh, sense? Sure. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I get the question. Yeah. I mean, I, what, what I would say, Matt is, you know, there are to make it really simpler, a really simple, I think they're savers and spenders in this world, mm -hmm. right? They're savers and spenders and they say opposites attract and you find often that savers and spenders are together. And there's usually it's, it's bliss when you have two savers, right? As a financial advisor, right? And my job is to say, Hey, you need to go on vacation. You need yeah. to, you know, go out for more dinners and have fun. And we have clients that are just like that. Very analytical, usually very future focused and they don't live for today right? They live for tomorrow. And then you've got the opposite, which are folks that are driving around in the, the beautiful brand new car and have a flashy watch and house and, and they love to travel and enjoy and, and kind of go out and live, but they, they keep forgetting to put money in their 401k and their bank account, et cetera. Those are people that are hard as financial advisors to change. And then a lot of times, probably more often than not, you'll have the responsible mindset of saving and then the other spouse is not so into saving and wants to live for today so when you think about those dynamics that's a big part of being a financial advisor i always say a good financial advisor becomes a good leader mm. and a good leader influences someone to do something they wouldn't do without you you've heard me say this before so it's really you know important to have if you're in that situation to just do nothing about it and to say, hey, my husband, Matt, he's just a spender. It's who he is. I guess we'll never save any money or I'll just be mad at him for the rest of my life. Right. It's probably a much more responsible thing to do to be able to communicate with your spouse and say, hey, we're at odds a little bit here. There's some compromise. Let's go hire someone who can help us compromise and ultimately make the right decisions that will be good for us both short-term and long-term. You know, I'm on a roll here, Matt, but you know, um, I, I, you know, I'll share another story. I won't give names, but it's personal inside of my family, mm. right? We're husband and wife married for a very long time, very happily married, great relationship. Husband was lending money to his sister on a monthly basis. Sister had some hard times, needed money, didn't share that with his spouse. Spouse ultimately found out by accident and it created a significant trust issue in their relationship. They've gotten over it. They're in a good place now. Didn't, didn't cause irreparable harm, but for a period of time, the spouse who didn't know about it was felt violated, felt lied to, and in reality would have been supportive of oh. her husband giving some money, 
but the husband just didn't want to have the conversation because he didn't know how that would go and didn't want to talk about money because Matt money in many families is a dirty word it's not to be talked about you don't talk about money at the kitchen table right you it's private it's for no one to know the children don't know about finances so on etc and in you know in my opinion you know when there are secrets and there's lack of transparency this is where lack of trust comes into play and that's where money starts to negatively affect relationships yeah what happens during the financial planning process when two people have a fundamentally different view on what retirement looks like? Uh, divorce. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it, it happens all the time, Matt. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. I have Mrs. Smith, who is definitely going down south, and she is planning to retire in Florida. And Mr. Smith loves the snow and the cold weather and will never, ever, ever in a million years leave, you know, New York, where where I live, right, as an example. So it it happens a lot. And this is where it's going through a process of understanding each other's core values, right, which is part of our process, what's important to them, what is the vision look like for the future, and trying to build a plan together, right, the operative word being together, that is built on compromise, where maybe we're not going to move full-time down to Florida. Maybe we won't even spend six months a year down in Florida, but how about we spend six weeks there on an annual basis and we'll spend the rest of the time in New York, right? As an example. So it really is, life is a compromise. Marriage is a compromise. You know, the state of, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the world with divorce levels being so high is because in many regards, I mean, there's lots of reasons for it, obviously, but it's hard to compromise. It's hard, right, to blend as one and do for someone else and have that same person do for you. And, you know, that as you study, and I do try to study and ask a lot of questions of my very happy clients who've been married for a long time. Uh, and I would say over and over and over again, the advice is compromise. Sure. Do you ever see like in that specific situation that the couple stay married, but wife goes to Florida for six weeks, husband stays up here and, and, and that still works. I mean, have you had that sort of experience? Yes. Yep. We've, we've had that experience. Um, listen, there's not a right or wrong way to be married, mm -hmm. right? So it's whatever works different, you know, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks is the old saying. So, um, I, I am no one to judge and everybody's got uh, their own, you know, own relationship and it's unique to them. So I'm a big proponent of whatever works. But to answer the question directly, yeah, I've seen all sorts of things, you know, like that. I've seen, you know, uh, folks stay, stay apart for six months uh, of a year and they're happy. And you know what? They see each other on weekends sometimes. And I've seen you know, a spouse move, move to a different area while the other spouse is still working. Mm. Right. And so, you know, lots of different things ultimately work for most people. And again, not to categorize, but I think it's more typical, right. That you blend and you compromise and that you look to help each other get some of what each side is hoping for and wants for their future. All right. Let, let's go to the question. That's my favorite question, which is, 
you know, what, what I miss. Yep. Um, I think you were really thorough in your questions today, Matt. I think uh, I give you, uh, I'll give you an A minus for today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, a hard, I'm a hard grader. No, <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I think we hit a lot. I would just say, you know, to really summarize, it's about transparency, right? Which is really hard. I, you know, I, I shared that story of a family member. It's just a great example of it's not that the spouse would not have been accepting it was the perceived kind of thought process that she wouldn't be and at the end of the day relationships are about trust here's my marriage counselor right so relationships are about trust if you have money secrets and you don't talk about finances with your spouse just think about how you would feel if you knew your spouse had a secret bank account or was gifting money or was spending money that they didn't tell you about, right? Would you, would, how would your trust level be? It doesn't mean that spills into every area of life. You, you know, many people can look at that and say, okay, well, I kind of understand why he or she is that way because I am a little judgy about spending or whatever it may be. But man, life's too short, Matt. And wouldn't it be a lot easier to just get it all out the table, talk through it, figure out something that works for everyone that's responsible and will help everyone get what they want and kind of go from there. And I, I think, Matt, you know, I, I say it a lot. Financial planning is not a science. There's not a right or wrong way to do it. One of the things that we spend a lot of time and energy on is developing our soft skills, our leadership skills, our emotional competency, our ability to move and influence others, because that's what this is. It's not rocket science to say, save more money, diversify your portfolio, have the appropriate insurance in place, you know, uh, manage your expenses wisely, don't take on the wrong debt. The, the, the basics and the principles of financial planning are not unbelievably complex. There are intricate pieces to it. It is the emotion that goes into making the right decisions. That is what's super complex. That's what people can't do on their own sometimes. And that's where having not just a financial advisor that understands the stock and bond market and different products and services, but that actually understands how people make their decisions, which kind of gets to that whole behavioral finance kind of topic that you and I have talked about a couple of times in the past. Yeah. And by the way, go back and listen to some of those episodes because the, that, that is so vitally important for you to understand where you're coming from, how you feel about money, how you behave during turbulent times and non-turbulent times within the marketplace. So John, thanks for your insight on this, my friend. I greatly appreciate it. And I sure our audience does too. You got it, Matt. Thanks again. All right, everybody. If you know somebody, which all of you do, who really, truly needs to understand how to have real conversations surrounding money with their significant other, please make sure that you share this episode. So for John and everybody at Cut and Wealth Management, this is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2022 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor. Cut and Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at Cut and Wealth Management at ampf.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. 
don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. Investment products are not insured by the FDIC, NCUA, or any federal agency, are not deposits or obligations of or guaranteed by any financial institution, and involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal and fluctuation in value. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its ranking from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in exchange for the ranking. The Forbes Top Women, Best in State Women, and Best in State Wealth Advisor rankings are developed by Shook Research and are created using an algorithm that includes both qualitative, in-person, virtual, and telephone due diligence meetings, client impact, industry experience, review of best practices and compliance records, and firm nominations, and quantitative, assets under management, and revenue generated for their firm's data. Certain awards include a demographic component to qualify. Investment performance is not a criterion because client objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. These rankings are based on the opinions of Shook Research LLC, are not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience, and are based on data from the previous calendar year. Forbes Magazine and Shook Research do not receive compensation in exchange for placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Shook is a registered trademark of Shook Research, LLC. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details.